I didn't even know I was Jewish till I was about 12 years old. <laughs> and uh, I was brought up with like the teachings of Jesus plus the teachings of metaphysics and different things and all kind of mixed together in a blender kind of a thing. And uh, uh, then all my relatives were Jewish and, and uh, uh, on the West Coast especially, the Judaism, unless it's Orthodox, is real just, you know, bar mitzvahs, funerals, weddings, and uh, Yom Kippur, and uh, Passovers, you know, that's it, you know. And uh, so I, I'd, I'd go to uh, Seder's, which is the, uh, the practice of uh, the Passover feast and, the, and the, the dinner with the bitter herbs and the matzah and the lamb and, and all that stuff, uh, with relatives, and I, I just I didn't understand what was going on, you know, because I wasn't brought up really uh, in anything but, you know, metaphysics, which was... Uh, Mind over matter. Then. Yeah, the, just positive thinking and uh, no doctors and the whole thing, you know. And uh, uh, so when I was about 15, I, 16, I rebelled against everything that I was brought up in because it was so confusing. You know, I, I didn't really have any kind of a base, a foundation, uh, you know, because I, I was brought up, they were telling me that I really didn't have a body, you know. <laughs> and, you know, although I clothed it and fed it, it wasn't real, you know, and I was just walking around going, you know, what am I doing here, you know? So I, I went the whole route of uh, the young people uh, today, and especially then on the West Coast, you know, into the drugs and Eastern religion and meditations and yoga and, and all these different things that uh, I figured were going to satisfy me, and, and they did for hours or days at a time. But then I'd always come down and, you know, go, well, that's, that didn't do it. Because I always knew that when I'd find true happiness and peace, it would last. And so you were just always searching, searching, oh, searching. Oh, crazy. Yeah. And uh, I searched with my whole heart. And uh, in all the Eastern religions and all the cults and all the world religions, they always gave some credit to Jesus Christ. The Muslims say that he was a, uh, a prophet. Uh, the Krishnas say that he was an incarnation of the Godhead in his age. Uh, Yogananda and all these different Eastern teachers said that he had Christ consciousness. You know, they always use words like Christ consciousness, Christ this, Jesus that. Uh, the Buddhists would even say he was a Buddha. You know, he was a, another incarnation of God like Buddha was. And uh, in all my searchings, I, I saw that all these people were pointing to Jesus. They're going, well, yeah, Jesus is one of the ways, but we're one of the ways. And they wouldn't all agree on anything except that Jesus was one of the ways. And then I looked into the Bible. In uh, John chapter 14, I think it is, or John chapter 6, yeah, it's 6, mm -hmm. where he says, uh, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one gets to the Father but by me. So they all gave him credit, and he only gave himself credit. And I went, well, that kind of eliminates everybody. They all say he's cool, and, and he says he's the only one that's going to get you there, so I guess I'm safe. So I started praying to Jesus. I did this all through intellectual reasoning and laid it out on the table and figured it out that if they all gave him credit, and he only gave himself credit, and, and they all agreed on one thing, that he was one of the ways, and he, he only agreed that he was the only way. So I figured I had no choice but to go with him. And then I started praying to Jesus. Wow. <laughs> was that another trip for you? Like you, in reading your two years. biographical sketch, yeah, you'd gone through the, your child of the 60s, eh? In, in some ways, yes, and, you've, and the early seventies. Yeah, and you've done you've done all the you've done all the uh, experimentation, whether it's the uh, the mind trip, uh, the, mm -hmm. the chemical trip, and mm -hmm. so forth. At what point in your in your relationship with Christ did you did it all of a sudden occur to you that it wasn't the same as the other trips? In 1973, I started praying to Jesus. In 1975, I was born again. 
I, I, was, I went through an experience called the Baptism of the Holy Spirit in May of 1975. Uh, was baptized in water in June and got into fellowship right there. And, and since then, it's been, you know, so gun hope. But, but for two years, it was just a trip. I was just, a, Jesus was another guru. Yes. You know, I was reading Bibles and uh, praying, but uh, I wasn't born again. I didn't what made the difference? What was that crucial moment of being born again? Accepting Jesus Christ as God and accepting the Bible as literally word for word. You, you mean prior it, to that time he was a guru? He, a guru. He, he was a master. He, he was wasn't a teacher. God in the flesh. Emmanuel, God oh, no. with us. No, that was, see, in Christian science, where I was brought up, to say that Jesus was God was blasphemy. Uh, they made a very heavy emphasis on that, that Jesus was God. That was the main stumbling block to me. And I remember one day in the summer of 75, walking down the street and looking up and going, all right, Jesus, I buy it. You're God. And everything snapped. Bang. Just like that. Just like that. You knew that was it. You were born again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the, isn't that the test that John says that, that we confess that, that uh, Jesus is God come in the flesh? Amen. Yeah. Amen. And it's interesting. It, that snaps psychologically and spiritually and uh, well, mentally it, with you. The that, only uh, way you can become born again is by your own will accepting Jesus as who he is, who he said he was. Uh, you can't become born again unless your will agrees to be born again and agrees to let him, excuse me, make you born again. And uh, I was holding out. I was very stubborn. I didn't want to be religious. I didn't want to be traditional. I didn't want to be... I didn't, even want, I didn't want to be classified with the Protestants and Catholics fighting in Ireland and the Muslims and Christians fighting in, in Lebanon and, and the charlatans on TV and radio that spend 10 minutes preaching and 50 minutes begging for money. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that. You know, I, I, there was so much hypocrisy. If it wasn't for hypocrisy, I would have become a Christian five years before that. But uh, all the Christians I knew were so busy getting blessed. They were so busy going to functions and concerts and listening to their Christian albums and going to their fundraising dinners and all these things. But the Jehovah's Witnesses would come to my door and spend four or five hours with me. I didn't find a Christian that had that time for me. Mm -hmm. And I was needing that love and that well, example. You know, you, you mentioned, uh, like, like uh, the way you were brought up, it was blasphemy to say that Jesus oh, was yes. God. Well, now, uh, those that came to your door and spent four or five hours teach that he's some kind of an angel. Oh, absolutely. No, that's, that's, you know, no, and no. Well, did you discover that as, yes, as, uh, uh, as, as uh, they would come in with their... Uh, their teaching? No, well, the or, thing or is, how did that come? It was really a blessing because at the time when the Jehovah's Witnesses would come to my door and argue with me for four hours, uh, I, uh, I didn't want to be part of any organized religious experience. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I turned them off as I would have turned Baptists if they would have come to the door, unless they would have, you know, been able to show me the. Tr I was looking for the true spirit of Christ. I was looking for the Holy Spirit. I was looking for the true Jesus. It was kind of like in a world of false Jesuses. Will the real Jesus please stand up kind of a thing. I was looking for the same Jesus that died on the cross, you know. But at the moment that you said, okay, Jesus. You're God. You are God. It all came together. You right knew mm -hmm. that your search was finished. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, blessed is the is the man who's found the object of his search. You know, Amen. there's some people who take searching itself and they deify that. Right. They worship the act of searching. I am a seeker. Right. Yes. But how did you know that Jesus was God? He proved it to me. How? He changed me. That was the greatest miracle that he could have done. I could have seen, you know, Mount Everest go skipping across the United States and jump into the ocean, and that wouldn't have done as much for me as him changing me. Uh, in April... Well, for those two years, like I said, I prayed to him. And he, through his grace and mercy and patience, 
wooed me <laughs> step by step through the Bible, it wooed me just between my own personal search and brought me to a place where I was willing to be a religious fool, where I was willing to be a radical, where I was willing to be made a complete uh, laughingstock. Before that, I wasn't willing to go door to door or willing to go out on the streets or willing to go into prisons or willing to go to people and go, do you know Jesus? I said, I'll never do that. I, I wasn't willing to be made a fool for Christ. And for those two years, he wooed me. And then, like I said, in, in uh, April of 75, I was baptized in the Spirit in uh, April, May, right around there, and, and got into fellowship with a fine fellowship in California uh, called the Vineyard Christian Fellowship. Ken Gullickson is pastor. And uh, uh, then right in that time, and w when I received Jesus as Savior and Lord, I still didn't believe. I, I believed that, that he could be God, but I didn't believe he was absolutely God in the flesh. And uh, it took about two more months after that, and he was patient with me. Now, I don't know what, exactly what moment I was born again. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me, you know. But you, to your friends who have gone through all the kind of religious tripping that you have gone right. through, they say to you, fine, we'll give you a couple more I've years. I've won a lot of them to Jesus by just sitting down and showing them that I believe what I'm asking them to believe. See, witnessing, you, you win half the battle when you, tell them, when you can convince someone you believe. Mm -hmm. That's if you can't get someone to believe something that you can't convince them you don't believe. Keith, yeah. your pulpit, when you talk to young people like those, there were hundreds and hundreds there, but 150 of them came to give their lives to Jesus. Right. Your pulpit is the piano. Yeah. We prayed for your voice. <laughs> we just believe the Lord. How does it feel? Sounds good Fine. to me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask you, we've got, listen, we've got, I don't know, maybe five, six, or seven minutes through until the one-hour break. We have right. to take a one-hour break today. Would you just take that time? right up to that break and, and the floor manager will count you to the point where you've got to quit okay. and go on over to that piano and just minister, give an invitation, okay. do whatever you wish Keith and, and just talking to the young people, invite them to use the phones or, or, or whatever, you just feel free because there is Keith Green's pulpit, the piano. Praise the Lord. Keith, just minister to us.